Restaurant Unstoppable, 10 years, over 1,000 episodes, and what's to come with Callan Miola, Jared Parisi, and me, Eric Cacciatore. Are you ready for it factors, success stories, failures, and bombs of restaurant industry knowledge? Then, join Eric Cacciatore and today's incredible guest as they share what it takes to become unstoppable. This episode is brought to you by Mies. With Mies, you can standardize your culinary IP and stay in sync, giving the culinary team the ability to both create recipes and distribute them from the same platform. You can train your team quickly and maintain dish consistency by turning your recipes into interactive training material, and you can get laser-accurate food costs because Mies allows you to calculate the yield of ingredients with prep loss included. Create a free account by visiting getmees.com slash unstoppable. That's G-E-T-M-E-E-Z dot com forward slash unstoppable. And as a listener of Restaurant Unstoppable, you can get 25 recipes uploaded to your Mies account for free. Sign up today and learn more at G-E-T-M-E-E-Z dot com forward slash unstoppable. This podcast was made possible by Restaurant Systems Pro, and we need to let you know that every second and fourth Thursday at 4 p.m. Eastern, 1 p.m. Pacific, CEO of Restaurant Systems Pro, Fred Langley, will be going live where he'll cover what you need to know about running a profitable restaurant from soup to nuts. This live event will reveal the steps to manage the service and financial goals for your restaurant's productivity. To learn more, head to go.restaurantsystemspro.com dot net slash restaurant unstoppable this episode brought to you by owner.com owner.com is the leading all-in-one platform for restaurant marketing owner.com powers everything from seo optimized websites direct online ordering automated email and text marketing built-in loyalty programs zero commission delivery and branded mobile apps for your restaurant that's integrated right into your pos with owner.com there's no contract no hidden fees and nothing to lose join thousands of restaurant owners using owner.com to grow direct online sales, save thousands in third-party fees, and simplify their online ordering presence all in one. Book a free demo today at owner.com slash unstoppable and see why owner.com is the number one rated restaurant marketing software. This episode made possible by Restaurant Technologies, Inc. RTI's Total Oil Management automates your entire cooking oil process. With Total Oil Management, you get dependable fresh bulk cooking oil delivery, filtration plus oil usage monitoring and reporting, easy oil disposal, use cooking oil pickup and recycling, and say goodbye to messy, dangerous restaurant rendering tanks. Yuck. RTI's end-to-end cooking oil system helps you manage your used cooking oil disposal, storage, collection, and recycling conveniently, safely, and cleanly with no upfront cost. Restaurant Technologies, Inc. is always on, so you don't have to be. To learn more, head to rti-inc.com and let them know Restaurant Unstoppable Podcast sent you their way. With excitement, allow me to introduce to you today's guests. I'm sitting across the table from Jared Parisi, and we have Callan Miola out in Arizona. Why don't you two just kind of introduce yourselves a little bit more? Callan, go first. <laughs> Hi, everyone. I'm Callan. Um, I am the community manager for Restaurant Stoppable. I'm so excited to meet all of you and chat today. Uh, I've been with Eric and, and Jared for 
about eight months now. So I started in June, um, but I've been a listener of the show for uh, roughly four years now. Um, and to Eric's credit, he his show is pretty much the reason I decided I did not want to own a restaurant. That's half. That's half the mission. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Uh, awesome. Thank you. Go for it, Jared. Okay, my name is Jared Parisi. I'm the editor. I get we don't really know roles. I'm basically the editor slash. Uh, I'm like a co-producer, I guess, of Restaurant Unstoppable. I've been with Eric since 2016, or I think around episode like 300 and something. And I've hit publish on, I'm pretty sure, every single episode since then up until now, which is this episode is 1061. Um, in 2020, I started my own company, which is called Su Madre Podcasts. And uh, I have a bunch of clients. Some of them, well, one of them is a past guest on this show, uh, Kyle and Sarah, hosts of Closed Monday and uh, the Commercial Real Estate School podcast. Um, yeah, so my company, I just want to do a little plug for my company. If anyone's listening wants to start a podcast, you should totally hit me <laughs> up. Uh, com. You can email me at jaredp at restaurantunstoppable.com. I'm looking for clients. I love creating podcasts and helping people with their podcasts. It's called Sue Madre Podcast because everyone and their mother has a podcast. Oh, man, I was going to ask you why it's called Sue Madre, but you beat me to it. <laughs> everyone and their mother has a podcast, but not everyone wants to edit their podcast. That's where I come in, including me. That's right. Uh, so yeah, but my number one, my number one client, the person who taught me how to do all this podcasting stuff, who got me into this industry is of course eric he'll restaurant unstoppable will always be my number one um but i've gotten really good at it so like i want to help other people so if you're interested jared p at restaurantunstoppable.com hit me up and uh i can help you out and i will say this jared is probably the most reliable person i know and he keeps me in line. Uh, Callan is might be a, a runner up. You might have some competition with that most reliable. <laughs> I don't know. She's pretty great too. But um, I do want to say that like it feels really freaking great to see where you've gone. And like it's cool because I interview all these successful restaurateurs, and I've I know one of the the codes or one of the secrets to success. Even though I don't really believe in secrets to success, but one of the the elements is absolutely creating opportunity for other people and teaching other people, recreating yourself and other people and giving them vertical for growth. And like sometimes when you're so close to something, you don't see it happening. Like you, but like that has actually like, is it's yeah. happened with you. One hundred percent cool. So I uh, agree. Yeah, man. So thank you for letting me plug. No, of course. I, I wouldn't be here without you, man. So anything to support you and what you're doing. But um, so what we do like every year or so or whenever it's necessary, we kind of just get personal. We give the, our listeners a behind the scenes of what's going on here at Restaurant Stoppable. And we got some really big news. I think we're going to tease. We're going to tease the big news. Uh, but I just wanted to give you guys kind of like a head, like not a heads up, but just a, a refresher or like a just bring you along with us. So before I dive into where we are today, I kind of want to reflect back to why I started this podcast. Um, and the reason why I started restaurant unstoppable is because I wanted to learn because I was looking for this podcast. It did not exist. I fell in love with entrepreneurial and marketing and personal growth podcasts and they just weren't out there. Like, so I said, you know, I can ask these questions and really what's been at the, the, the center of Restaurant Unstoppable is we are students first. I don't ever claim to be an expert, although after a thousand plus interviews and 10 years of talking to the most successful restaurateurs, I, I have to say I've learned a bunch and I'm ready to start 
teaching some of that stuff. But again, a little bit of a teaser. We'll tell you more about that later. Um, so I just wanted to like bring that to the surface because at the core of who we are, we are students first. And it's the reason why it's our second core value. Our first core value is we have integrity. Our second core value is we are students. And the reason it's there is to keep me honest, to remind me that I am here to learn and to pay forward what we're learning to you, our listeners. And that is our North Star. And that is really important to me. So over the past, I should also mention that we eclipsed 10 years since the last time we got personal, which is crazy to think. No, not the, not since the last time we got personal. Yeah, it was January twenty. 14 that I started a restaurant unstoppable, but since the last time I got personal, I hadn't quite been 10 years, but we have officially uh, eclipsed 10 years. I see um, what you're saying now in between last time we got personal. <laughs> so it was January of 2020. I mean, January of 2014 is when you launched this. Yeah. Thing? Well, I started the process in 2013 and I'm not technically inclined. So it took me about a year to figure out how to host a website and how to do a podcast and how to edit in the first episode I published was January 2014. Got it. Wow. Yeah. A Crazy. decade. Yeah. A decade and over a thousand episodes later. So, um, I also kind of wanted to like talk about the evolution of restaurant unstoppable. Um, I, I remember, you know, again, like the vision of this thing that the mission was to learn. The vision was that if we share enough information, we can inspire, empower, and transform the industry. And I know a lot of the reason why restaurants struggle is because there just wasn't access to knowledge. And to get access to that knowledge going back 10 plus years ago, you really had to know the right people or have resources to, to get access to the right people. And I think a lot of that has changed. The restaurant industry is notorious for being behind the curve in terms of adopting new technology. And there just wasn't a lot of resources out there for the restaurant tour 10 plus years ago when I started this thing. That has changed a lot, I will say, um, since. Uh, but really, the, the vision was if I can go to the leading restaurant tours and if I can get them to spill their guts and open up and share what they know with the next generation of leaders, we could bridge the gap between the generational leaders and the next generation of leaders. And that's really kind of always been what we've been here to do is to share knowledge so we can not be a struggling industry. <laughs> I feel like it's safe to say this industry has struggled and it's been it's hard to be successful in this industry. And, I, and I'm ranting, but. Callan, Jared, do you guys want to weigh in? I have a question for you Go for with it. a little bit of an ulterior motive um, that I think would serve us. But talking about evolution, I've always wondered but never asked, how did you come up with the questions that you ask every guest, like success quote or mantra, and then the ones that you used to do more often but at the end? Like, well, When did that start and why? I mean, I think I, I got a lot of inspiration from other podcasts I was listening to. So Restaurant Stoppable is kind of like a a Frankenstein of a bunch of different podcasts, my favorite podcasts, like mixed together. So when I first started the podcast, I was really into Entrepreneur on Fire, and it was kind of like a speed round 30-minute interview podcast where they would just ask the same questions over and over. John Lee Dumas would do five episodes a week or seven. He eventually was doing one every day. So to keep that to keep that streamlined, he would keep the same exact questions. And it was just like a, a, a speed round. Every episode was a speed round. So he could crank out like 10 in a day, basically. So as I got more and more comfortable, free flowing and comfortable behind the mic, I started getting, getting uh, more inspiration from other types of podcasts. One specifically was Mixer G, um, Andrew Warner. And he would interview successful entrepreneurs and kind of just like share their story. 
and pull back layers as they were sharing their story. And it was much more free flowing and organic. And that really inspired me. And I honestly like the, asking the same questions over and over again, just kind of got old. I, I just wanted to have a conversation with these people. So mm-hmm. I, does that answer your question? That's cool. Okay. Now as your guest, I would like for you to ask me, what is my success quote or mantra? Oh, okay. <laughs> I think that's only fair. <laughs> Callan was chomping at the bit for that one. Sorry if I skipped over it. Uh, what is there your success go. quote or actually let me officially deliver the question. I can't wait to get the motivational and inspirational ball rolling, <laughs> but first let's get that ball rolling with a success quote or mantra. What do you got for us? Well, thank you for asking. I really appreciate it. <laughs> I totally fucked up um, by the way. I just now no, we, this was that <laughs> script, everyone. But I did just want to say, I'm like, I've always thought about what is that. Um, and I think it's really pertinent for this conversation, but truly by my success quarter mantra is do the next right thing. Um, and that's in all parts of life. And I think it's so relevant uh, for what we are doing here because again, a little bit right of a teaser. Did I hear that right? <laughs> okay. Mm-hmm. Yep. And that's, that just speaks to like, we don't have to know where we're going to be next year or in 20 years or even like next week. But whenever you're faced with a choice or feel like something needs to change, go forward with one thing that feels right. And then see as time goes, the more you do the next right thing, things line up and kind of fall into place. And so I think that's kind of what we are doing here. And I just love that because it keeps me from getting too stressed out about trying to figure everything out. Jared, do you want to expound on that? I mean, well, it sounds like to me, do the next right thing. If you're all, if the next thing you do is always the right thing, then everything you do is the right thing. And it's just one, it's just a series of doing the right thing one after another. And then you're just do always doing the right thing, which is, I think <laughs> a good thing to strive for. Right. <clears throat> I, uh, I used to live, I had a roommate who was a Marine he was like a really cool guy and he would say, do good things. Like if I was leaving for work, he would go do good things. And I'd be like, okay, I took that. Yeah. I love it. Um, what was going through my mind, Cal, when you shared that was you don't know until you know, or you don't know what you don't know. Like, and Mm -hmm. I think some, the only way to know is to to try is to start and to like have a guess and go for it. And then, you know, take a few steps back and like readjust and go forward again and take a few steps back and readjust and go again. And that's kind of been my whole approach. I'm not a strategy mm-hmm. person as much as I'm a dive in head first and <laughs> figure it out and then go, Oh, I didn't think about that kind of person. Would you say that's yep. accurate, Jared? Yes. <laughs> Which is evidence with one of the things that we're going to announce in a little bit. Yeah. Uh, but I think that's also a great way to get started. And I think you should start where you can and don't let what you think is the right thing to do hold you back from just starting like and start yeah. as close as possible to what you think the right thing is. And that's been my whole life since the beginning of this is just going for mm-hmm. it. So can I, have, um, can I have a mantra? Yeah, go for it, bro. Okay. <laughs> I like uh, the energy calendar. You're uh, giving me, um, the confidence to ask for things that I want, like to do my mantra. <laughs> mine is, uh, <laughs> mine is, um, darkness is difficult and pathfinders are few. Mm. And what I, th- when I think about that, I think of like all, basically all the people in the context of restaurant unstoppable, all the people that you've interviewed, I feel like are pathfinders and they're holding a light up and they're like their staff number one. And then their customers number two are like following them through the dark. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, I like that quote in general, but if I apply it to the context of restaurant unstoppable, I feel like, you know, behind every great restaurant is a great person. I feel like that great person more often than not is a pathfinder mm. and there are people behind them 
following them through the darkness because like life is hard and it, t- it takes a certain kind of person to like start a business aka an organization a culture and like lead others so i love that callum would you like to expound on that is that right am i saying that expound expand, expand? i don't know expound just roll with expound. it i think both work um <laughs> Yeah, I think I think that's very deep. I need to think about it a little bit. Um, yeah, I guess it just makes me think, like, it's funny to use the word darkness because that it does, to me, imply, like, challenges. And I don't know why it makes me think of Lord of the Rings and, like, Gandalf, I guess, cool. like, when they're going through the... Well, Eric, Eric has recently said he's looking for his Gandalf. I have, I'm looking true. for a whole network of Gandalf. Full circle. Another teaser. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, and well, wait, wait. Okay. Again, sorry. I apologize. Going off script. But Eric, I think I think There's the world no needs to know what is your success quarter mantra. Oh man! Um, if I'm going to pull one out of my keister, there ain't nothing to it but to do it. And that's really just I. I never know mm-hmm. where I'm going. I just start, and I'm like, ah. like, and everything that we're about to share with you is that. Like I'm just pulling the trigger, ready, fire, aim. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. just just start, um, and just get and just correct, correct, correct. And uh, for anybody curious, the definition of expound is to explain by setting forth in careful and often elaborate detail. So I think I nailed it. Good yeah. job. Um, yeah, thank you. <laughs> uh, so I mean, there's been a lot of. I just want to kind of recap if people are new to the show. I'm going to go really fast because I don't want to talk a lot about the past. I want to talk about the future. Uh, But I started this podcast 2014. Um, It started where I could with doing Zoom and Skype calls and just every – I would email 10 to 15 people and I would get one response from somebody who would want to be a guest on my show. And I would have to tell them what a podcast was. (laughs) And that's going back 10 years ago. Um, the, (laughs) The tides have shifted. Um, I get probably two to three emails a day from different publicists across the country trying to get their clients on my show. And I get, I get emails too, by the way. Yeah. And if I have to be honest, I'd rather go back to when I would email 10 to 15 people a day because it's way easier to beg and plead than it is to say no. (laughs) If I'm being totally honest, that's interesting. Yeah. Um, so only two episodes a week. I can't say yes to everybody. And that's actually, that's a big reason why. I let word of mouth steer the ship because who am I to decide who should be made an example of and not like, I don't want that responsibility. I rather the industry decide through word of mouth who I talk to. So that's another teaser. So (laughs) back to my journey, um, just, just talking to people, getting them like in trying to get people on the show. And after like five years of that, I mean, if we started in 2000, like four years of that, the goal was always to be in person. I don't like to sit and stare at a computer screen. So as soon as I was able to get on the road, I got on the road, I was driving around the country, uh, interviewing successful restaurateurs, basically sleeping on couches. And I literally would sleep in the backyards of people's houses and tents. <laughs> and I would just go anything. I would say, if you are willing to host me, I will come to your city. And like uh, back to everything we've said, just start and, and start where you can. And, you know, sleeping in people's backyards evolved into sleeping in really sketchy Airbnbs. I, I witnessed domestic violence at people's homes. It was the weirdest shit ever. Um, and eventually the Airbnbs got less sketchy. I went from staying in rooms to renting out whole like studio apartments. And that's kind of like where I am now between studio apartments and the occasional hotel tonight, hotel room. Uh, if I could get a good deal. 
And the truth of the matter is, um, before I get into that, I think I, I just want to mention I was doing this until 2020. And in 2020, I moved to Austin, Texas. The plan was being to be in the middle of the country so I could get to the West Coast or the East Coast or to the North of the country in a day to centralize my work. And then the pandemic hit. And then my whole plan went to shit. <laughs> and I was like, well, what am I going to do? Um, and that's when restaurant stoppable network came. And I always kind of knew I needed something else as much as I just want to be a podcast host. And as much as I just want to interview people and learn, um, you know, to, to sustain the business, I needed another channel of revenue. I, and I really, and to this day as, as grateful as I am for sponsors, um, maybe now's a great time to take a break to thank our sponsors. We'll be right back. <laughs> This episode is brought to you by Mies. Running the back of house brings a whole suite of challenges like distributing intellectual property from your chef's brain to your back of house team across all of your locations. Once that information gets distributed, you still have to train your back of house to ensure the recipes are being executed accurately and consistently. Once everybody is trained, you still have to nail down profit calculations, which can be a nightmare when your team doesn't fully understand theoretical food costs, factoring in yields, and unit conversions. Then, once all this is done, you still have to push the information across all of your locations in real time, factoring in the prices that are constantly changing. Are you kidding me? That's where Mies comes in. With Mies, you can standardize your culinary intellectual property and stay in sync as a team. You can train your team quickly and maintain dish consistency by turning your recipes into interactive training material, and you can get laser-accurate food costs because Mies allows you to calculate the yields of your ingredients with prep loss included. Create a free account by visiting getmees.com slash unstoppable. That's G-E-T-M-E-E-Z.com forward slash unstoppable. And as a listener of Restaurant Unstoppable, you can get 25 recipes uploaded to your Mies account for free. Sign up today and learn more at G-E-T-M-E-E-Z.com forward slash unstoppable. This podcast is made possible by Restaurant Systems Pro, and we need to let you know that every second and fourth Thursday at 4 p.m. Eastern, 1 p.m. Pacific, CEO of Restaurant Systems Pro, Fred Langley, will be going live where he'll cover what you need to know about running a profitable restaurant from soup to nuts. This live event will reveal the steps to manage the service and financial goals for your restaurant's productivity. Everyone who attends this live event will get a recording of the Restaurant Systems Pro four-day how-to-run-a-profitable-restaurant-from-soup-to-nuts recording. This event costs $2,500 to attend live, and you'll get it for free. Head to go.restaurantsystemspro.net slash restaurantunstoppable. That's go.restaurantsystemspro.net slash restaurantunstoppable. We're back. Are you going to talk shit about sponsors? No, I love my sponsors. Okay. All I'm going to say is um, it's not a good business plan for anybody to be to put all of your eggs into one basket. Mm-hmm. And as much as I'm grateful for my sponsors, I don't want my sponsors to steer the ship of Restaurant Unstoppable, meaning I want to be intentional and selective with who I promote. Um, and when you rely on sponsors, then it kind of you know, it it can sway your decision-making. So, um, the biggest reason why, uh, you know, so I need to create other channels of revenue to continue to keep this thing honest. Um, so to me that comes in the form of affiliate marketing 
in uh, continuity or recurring revenue models where you create community and people support the sincerity and the honesty of what you're trying to do. So that's why restaurant stoppable came to be. And my thought is, you know, and it's funny because I take these, I've recently taken all these personality tests that have affirmed who I am, but I'm a guy who knows somebody <laughs> that's who I am. And I promote the shit out of people I believe in and I help good people connect with good people. And that's always kind of been the model when we started the network is just to, after, you know, I think at that point we had like right around 700 interviews and it was just a matter of, okay, I have a good baseline understanding of, of the good companies that I want to promote. Let's just collaborate with these people and create an, a literal network of listeners and past guests and the tools and services they're recommending. And let's create community around this and let's share knowledge and, and help each other out. And that's what we did from 2020 to about 2022. And it was actually picking up some momentum. You, what was your recollection of that time, Jared? I, I rather, cause you were a part of it. So I, like what was from the outside looking in or from the, the sidelines <laughs> looking in, you were in it with uh, us, but you know uh, yeah, I thought we were doing a lot of cool events. Um, we were getting a decent amount of people showing up. There's a decent amount of people in Restaurant Unstoppable Network. And um, it was good. It was awesome. Yeah. And there was a good mix of like different kinds of operators and people who wanted to become owners and all that kind of thing. And I think the workshops were really, really cool. And I'm excited that those are coming back. But we would have like oh, deep, dive, deep dive workshops, like you know, virtual workshops with like an expert on something within the restaurant industry or like an author or something like that. Those were super awesome. And it was, it was easy to do those things because I was centralized and I was using zoom. The benefit of zoom is you can literally connect with anybody anywhere. Right. And there's, you can't deny that benefit. Yeah. What was your train of thought? Sorry. Um, and, uh, well, I just, well, it's weird to think about it now, I guess. We just decided to move toward uh, in-person only interviews, which kind of got rid of the workshops. It made it hard. Yeah. Um, the experts are spread out, so it's hard for me to do that when I'm going to an area. Right. And for like over 100 episodes, I think, you did uh, uh, in-person only, and you're still doing in-person only, except for this because Callan's in Arizona. Yeah. But... Uh, um, I don't know. I, I think it was good. Why did we stop doing it? The workshops? Y yeah. Well, okay. So if I'm going to pick up my train of thought, so 2022, um, the world opened back up. Right. COVID was over. Um, technically, I mean, it's in terms of what we were allowed to, I wouldn't get the side eye if I was in person with somebody right. anymore. <laughs> so, and as soon as that happened, in all sincerity and honesty and transparency, I started to resent the network because it locked me down so much. It was so hard to travel and to do what I had dreamed and built my life around trying to do. And then they said, okay, it's good to do, do that again. And I couldn't. And I was like, and the other variable is I think our, our community got, got busier. They opened their restaurants mm -hmm. and it was harder mm -hmm. and harder for people to, I mean, it was a small community. I think we had a, at one point like 170, 180 people in there. Um, and it's a numbers game when it comes to those live events. You need interaction. So when people got busier, when they opened their restaurants, it was just harder and harder to get people to be a part of it. And the, I think the other thing is to the, a big part of hosting those to be an events company is promoting the events, which is something I also don't like to do mm -hmm. is constantly talking and, and emailing and 
creating awareness around what you're trying to do. So I just wanted to get back to what I love to do, which is travel around the country and sit in people's restaurants and just learn from them and make real human connections. So that's kind of what we did over the past year from like 2022 through 2023 was, you know, I relived my, my dream, my mission to, to be on site in person. We hired a videographer during that time. Sam Hall killed it. I thanked him once and I'm going to thank him again. I would have no freaking clue how to use these cameras that are pointing at us right now. If he didn't show me the ropes and even after I told him it wasn't going to work out, he still helped us with the process of how to edit. He did not have to do that. He did. Thank you very much, Sam. Um, so we added during that period, the, the video element of what we're doing to, to step up our, our social media and to step up our YouTube channel. And that's basically what the last year and a half has been was, you know, first learning how to do it by hiring the videographer. And then the most recent evolution for us is I'm doing all the videography in myself now. And it's not as good as when Sam was doing it, but I'm proud of the, the, I mean, Callan, what do you think? You, you've been looking at the content, Jared. I don't want to, I don't want to stroke my ego too much. What do you guys think? Well, to be honest, Eric, I, I haven't even asked or kind of forgot about it. Cause you haven't, mentioned it like there was a few weeks where it was like totally consuming and all you were doing and then now you just like don't even mention it so i think that's amazing that you've it sounds like you've just learned it and i actually enjoy it now what you enjoy it it's it's, that's amazing it's fun uh i enjoy it and it's fun and i get to reconnect with my content Uh, i think when i handed the editing off to jared the audio editing off to jared Mm -hmm. Um, I forgot about how important it is to go through and listen to the content. Cause when you're listening in, in real time, when you're interviewing somebody and Jared, you're a podcast host. So, you know, you listen with a different ear. Mm-hmm. It doesn't stick the same way. Yeah. But when you listen to it during the editing process, you hear things differently. Yeah. So it's helped me kind of reconnect with my content a little bit. And I think when you do that, you, you critique yourself. So you get better and better and better. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think, um, I think it's, it's pretty impressive. <clears throat> I feel like I've kind of become numb to how impressive Eric is. It's kind of insane that Stop. it has. No, I'm being just. <laughs> I'm being serious. Um, it's impressive, like to hear that ten years. Like you've basically, like I know you've had other jobs, like in the beginning, to like help yourself out, like support yourself. But like you've basically been self-employed for ten years. That's insane. Like just like traveling and stuff, and like the whole uh, learning how to edit video thing is like i think that's just how you roll eric like if it needs to be done and there's no one else to do it you're just going to learn how to do it was my success quote ain't nothing to it but to do it yeah it's true though you just (laughs) start and it sucks at first but you have to embrace the suck yeah and i think that that kind of leads in i'm going to help you transition a little bit here during this uh during this episode eric so uh that leads into i am very impressed as a person i was not blind to this when we said we were going to do on-site only interviews and we did that for two episodes a week for over a year, it's 104 episodes. Yeah. That's, that is impressive, dude. Like from state to state, city to city, like all over the place, man, like that is impressive. And you pull it off of like with our support, but like you definitely pulled that off. Like that is amazing. In my opinion, there are so many podcasts out there that are like doing it virtual and there's value in that. But, to say you're going to do it in person only and to do it and to be on site with all these people and all their restaurants, that's totally insane. 
Um, Number one, first core value. Jared, what is it? We have integrity. Yes. Do what you say you're going to do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I wish I didn't make that my first core value sometimes because it makes life really hard. But hear me out. <laughs> so we we did it for two episodes a week. Now let's transition into why are we right now doing one episode a week? Because you have to slow down to speed up sometimes. Um, is that the answer you're looking for? I don't know. Well, where as are we speeding as, up to? And and when are we... Why? Like, how and why are we going to get back to two episodes per week? Well, can I dive into the past year and what I've learned about how hard it is to do two on-site interviews a week? Yes. For a year. So the biggest challenge for me um, is I... So right now, over the past year and a half, the rhythm has been one week on the road, three weeks off the road. One week on the road, three weeks off the road. So we're on the road for one week a month, every month. Or more, maybe sometimes like 10 days. Mm-hmm. And I'm in that time jamming eight to 10 interviews into five days on site all over the country. So you go literally from one interview to the next interview and you're setting up your breaking down, you go into the next. You're setting up your breaking down, you go into the next. And it's just like a, like, it's like a blur. It's like a whiplash. Um, which doesn't really leave a lot of time to, to really establish relationships to like actually soak it in into maybe eat at the restaurant or like, <laughs> you know, uh, or just like have like the off camera conversation. And really what I'm, if you, I mean, you heard me say it, like I'm, I'm here to develop relationships and, and get to know people and, and create, create this network, but it's hard to create a network if it's so transactional. So that was a big issue with me. And that was actually the biggest reason why, Aside from the fact that it was really expensive, the number one reason was it was expensive to have a videographer. And I'm not saying that Sam didn't give me an honest rate. He actually cut me a really great deal. He, he was awesome to us. But it was hard. Like I pitched to Sam, like, why don't we go on the road for a month at a time or two months at a time and like just like let the story kind of unfold and we go deeper and then we can take like, two months off. And he's like, I have a wife. (laughs) I was like, fair enough. I understand. So that kind of got canned real quick. But I would say the second reason why I decided to take on the videography is so I could have the freedom to, to really just kind of take my time and let it be organic word of mouth. And that was the other thing I would go into these cities and people would start recommending people and I'd be walking away from like 10 leads just like later, like I got to go. And like, I was like leaving these warm leads on the table. And I'm like, I'm out of here. And that was like really tough to do. Um, what was the question you asked me? Jared, you were trying to set me up. Uh, why are we going to how, how and why are we going to two episodes a week now? Why and how we went, we were doing one episode a week. Yeah. Before we get into that, Callan, I haven't given you a lot of time to talk. Do you want to weigh in? I'm putting you on the spot. Yeah. <laughs> Again, the main thing that's gone through my head to echo um, Jared is, yeah, it is amazing because I'm trying to think like Joe Rogan, he has oh, whatever, 2,000 episodes but everyone comes to him and like, I don't know of one other person I listen to a lot of podcasts I don't know of a single other person that goes to I'm their sure guest Was that? They're, they're, I said I'm sure they're out there but they probably have a way bigger budget than I do <laughs> Yeah, it's like, yeah, it really is just amazing and I think just for who we serve, like to get to see the interior of all these restaurants and to just get to see you being there 
kind of like a guest, like I think that is so valuable for our listeners. Um, and I was going to say, like, I had absolutely nothing to do with that. So that is all credit to you, Eric. And I think it is, I think you were doing what you are meant to do in this exact stage that you're in. I will support that. Not so a lot fine. of people can. What's that? I so said, I will support that sentiment. It feels like I'm doing what I was meant to do. And that's a really, that's self-actualization. Mm-hmm. That's the peak of, you know, Human Maslow's hierarchy, hierarchy of needs is to feel like you found your purpose. And I definitely have, mm-hmm. I feel that. Callan, you listen to a lot of podcasts? <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> you, do you ever listen to mine? <laughs> yeah. Let's do Madre. Okay. I'm going to do that now. <laughs> uh, I'm going to subscribe to you, Jared. All right, cool. Um, cool. I, wait, I do listen to one. It's called Restaurant Unstoppable. Uh, Maybe you've heard of me. Gotcha. <laughs> Still number one. Um, uh, so, okay. So, to, Jared's trying to allude to like what's happening um, and like why we're doing what we're doing now. Um, so, yes. And I think you just highlighted something very important, Callan, when you said um, you were able to go into the kitchen or go into the restaurants and see the interior. Yes, I'm able to do that, but still, I'm I'm still I'm there. I'm with these people. The conversation is better because you're sitting across the table from somebody. But I'm still just like, okay, thanks, bye. It's like wham, bam, mm-hmm. out of here, thank you, ma'am. And um, you don't really get to like talk and go into the stuff that they teach you and show you and and talk. You can't get into the kitchen. You can't open up the operations manual. You can't plug your computer into their tablet and do a screen share to to like to, to to demonstrate what you just recommended on the show. Mm -hmm. And um, that's, that's why we are slowing down. We only, so as of today um, we're recording this on February 20th, 2024 the past two months, we were, we've only published one episode a week. And the reason why we did that is so we could slow down so we could work on our business, not be trapped in it. So my biggest challenge is it's hard for me to work on my business. I'm the, I am like most of my listeners where they are trapped in their business. They put all their energy doing the thing that makes them money being trapped in it that they can't evolve. They can't work on it. So I slowed down and I recommend if you're, if you're doing this too, try to slow down. If you can in any way, find a way to remove yourself from the day to day. I know that some of you guys can't close your restaurant for a week. And I know that's not possible for people, but just try to find a way to slow down so you can work on your business. So you would have sped up earlier though, if you could have, right? Well, I mean, a big part of it's just cash flow, you know? So I think, what did we do recently to help? Oh, I added a fourth sponsor constantly evolving. What can we do to increase cash flow so I can get the help I need? We added a fourth sponsor. Um, but in my defense, I had three sponsors when my show averaged an hour. My show is now two hours long. There's room for one more sponsor. Right. So I think speaking of, yeah, we should take a a quick break. Thank (laughs) our sponsors and we'll be right back. This episode made possible by Owner.com. Owner.com is the quickest and easiest way for your customers to order directly from you without the expensive 30% commission fees. Look. 
With Owner.com, you'll save thousands every month when customers order through your website and branded app instead of third-party delivery apps and reward your customers with a built-in loyalty program that turns them into regulars who order again and again. Owner.com also helps you rank higher on Google with world-class search engine optimization built specifically for restaurants with an AI-powered website. We cannot forget lists. Build a huge list of people who live near your restaurant fast and market to that list on autopilot with text and email sent at the perfect time to help you grow sales and stay top of mind. Owner.com gives you everything you need to grow and market your restaurant online with no contracts or hidden fees. Visit Owner.com slash unstoppable right now to book your free demo and see why thousands of restaurant owners trust owner.com to power their restaurants online. This episode is brought to you by Restaurant Technologies, Inc. RTI's total oil management automates your entire cooking oil process. With total oil management, you get dependable fresh bulk cooking oil delivery, filtration plus oil usage monitoring and reporting, easy oil disposal, used cooking oil pickup and recycling, and say goodbye to those messy, dangerous restaurant rendering tanks. Yuck. RTI's end-to-end cooking oil system helps you manage your used cooking oil disposal, storage, collection, and recycling conveniently, safely, and cleanly with no upfront cost. RTI services are not limited to oil. They also provide insurance premiums and automated hood cleaning solutions plus hood filtration systems, making your hood cleaning process easy, automatic, and worry-free. In addition to all this, Restaurant Technologies, Inc. can help you reduce your carbon footprint, which we all know is becoming increasingly more important to the consumer. Restaurant Technologies, Inc. is always on, so you don't have to be. To learn more, head to rti-inc.com and let them know Restaurant Unstoppable Podcast sent you their way. We're back. <laughs> um, we're, That was the second in between yeah, in yeah. real time for those so listening to this. I would, go for it. I would just love to add, if I could, uh, for you, Eric, I think I think, again, as an avid podcast listener of many different podcasts, I was telling Eric, like when he was talking about this possibility of maybe going to one episode just for a short temporary time, I know he was just very hesitant to do it. And I think that, again, speaks to the integrity of, like, we Do what you say you're going to do. <laughs> What's that? Do what you say you're going to do. Yeah. Exactly. So, like, we've said this cadence of two episodes a week. Like, what are, what are our listeners going to think? Are we going to be letting them down if we go down to one episode? And I just encourage him. Personally, I honestly have no idea how many episodes any of the podcasts that I listen to publish a week. So just from, like, a listener perspective, I will take the blame if any of you are frustrated with only having one. I told Only him, one person No one will even notice. Only one person um, has said something to me. Yeah, and I think that's just, again, that is like a lot of content you're putting out in the world right now. And I think um, it's just been funny to see your commitment to like, again, keeping that cadence going, like producing as much content as you can, not for yourself, but truly like for the community, for our listeners. And 
Yeah, I think I just want to say, like, you were very hesitant to go down to one episode, even for a short time. I hope that it will turn out to be fine. And like you said, we haven't had a lot of complaints about it, but I know we're excited to go back to kind of the normal two. Well, I mean, I think- yeah, and full vulnerability and transparency. It's also cutting my revenue in half when I go to one episode a week because I'm dependent on sponsors. I love my sponsors. Don't get me wrong, but that just, it's a perfect example of what happens when you have a dependency on a channel of revenue. You know, it's a great channel of revenue. Grateful for all the support we're getting, but I need to diversify. Mm -hmm. Um, so, um, so I guess the, the big news to kind of come around to what Jared's been trying to get me, he's been alluding to this whole time is that we're relaunching restaurant stoppable. Is that what the specific, News you're looking for? Oh wait, you you want me to talk with the camper? Don't you? Yeah, I mean, that's yeah. kind of a big deal. That's why you're. That's the whole reason that you're doing now yeah, two yeah. a week and traveling and doing what you want to do. Thank you, Jared, for keeping. I think I started this by saying Jared keeps me in line. He keeps me on track. <laughs> it's important. Um, so yeah, so we're talking about continued evolution. Um, it, it would cost me about three thousand dollars a month if I wanted to live on the road the way I have been living on the road. If I was spending a hundred dollars a day, which would be hard to do realistically, I'd probably, I would probably be spending closer to $4,000 a month on just living expenses. If I lived on the road full time to be able to do that, I, that is not in my budget. Um, so you got rid of your apartment I moved in, in November. I moved out of my apartment. Um, the plan was during that time to try to get into an RV, that took three months. I found out that I wasn't going to get approved for an RV loan and I was already out of my apartment. Uh, but the reason why I moved out of my apartment was to free up cash flow so I could make things happen. Uh, and I, you know, to the point I was making earlier, I was traveling so much. I was never even at my apartment. I'm like, why am I spending money on this place that I can't enjoy? I'm on the road almost half the, half the, the year basically. So moved out of my apartment in November, tried to get a, a RV loan was denied <laughs> was trying to figure out why am I not getting approved for this RV loan? We're making money. Like what do I got to do? I, I sought the counsel of some financial advisors. Um, my biggest challenge is my debt to income ratio. I'm making more money, but I still have a lot of school loan debt. Uh, and that was one of the biggest things holding me back. Um, because I am self-employed, I do not have a W two. So they don't know how much money I'm making until I file my taxes every year. Um, mentioned having Sam Hall on board. Um, a lot of the money that I made in 2022 went to building a team around me. So on paper, it didn't really look like I made any money because I was spending so much money to grow what we're trying to do. So I was told that you need to put a new tax season on paper before you try to get a loan showing the income you're making. On paper, I have like a four hundred percent increase in revenue <laughs> from twenty twenty two, so that helped. Um, and uh, another thing I did is I paid off all of my credit card debt. So from December to February first, I got a credit score increase from six eighty which is like the bare minimum you need to get a loan for an RV. Talk about like just pulling the trigger. I knew that. And I went for a loan when I got a 680 credit score, which is probably another reason why I didn't get approved. 
Um, so I increased my income by almost 400% on paper. For the record, I only showed $20,000 worth of income in 2023 or 2022. <laughs> so I'm not, I'm not rolling in the dough, but we're, we're doing better. <laughs> uh, and I increased my credit score. So I went back and I, I went for the school, the, for the, um, the loan and I was approved with a new credit score. And I am the now the proud new owner of a 2024 Chevy three quarter ton pickup truck. I'm still learning how to drive it. Um, and I, I was approved for a business loan to get the other half, a truck camper, a 2024 adventurer 86 FB. If you want to look it up, we'll have a link in the show notes. This is episodes two, 1061. Yeah. So that's the news. So now what is this going to enable questions, thoughts? <laughs> Why is this better? So what this is going to allow me to do is go open-ended. Uh, it's going to allow me to, to stay as long as I need to stay to get the job done. I'm going to go from a goal of eight to 10 interviews a week to four to five interviews a week. Mm-hmm. So I'll be able to slow down and really take the time. I, I won't, if I go do an interview, I can go back the next week to, to get stuff I missed that I wish I could have gotten after editing. Um, and it's going to let me build better relationships. It's also going to let me follow up on the leads. And I want, like I said, I want to remove myself from the decision-making process. Will I still make some decisions to get some people on the show or to get some authors or some experts that I'm interested in? Yes. I think it's going to be like an 80-20 split. 80% of our leads are going to come from organic interview, research, journalism, talking to people. Then there's the 20% that I just need to stay sane to, to, to chase my own curiosities and interests. And I, I'm also constantly listening to books when I'm not interviewing people and I get a lot of inspiration from the stuff that I'm listening to. Mm-hmm. So we're going to sew that in. But I'll be very transparent when that happens. Um, so it's going to let me – the other big thing is that it's going to let me get content scheduled into the future. So we were talking about you need to slow down to speed up sometimes. I think Ed Doherty said it really well when he said the only way to get ahead is by spinning the flywheel. And if anybody doesn't know what a flywheel is, it's like this thing that spins and builds momentum. And it, I don't, it has multiple purposes, but it's like a, it uses physics to do <laughs> shit. But it spins. I don't, I'm not getting into the, the, the science of what a flywheel is. But it's, like, it's kind of like a pendulum. Or not a pendulum. Um, what's the word? Uh, a gyro. How a gyro. If you know how a gyro works. A yido? No. <laughs> um, a gyro uses. We need uses, to see if that's a word. What's that? <laughs> we need to look an, at this one and see if that's a an word. An object too. in motion tends to stay in motion. So something spinning along an axis, it will continue to spin along that axis unless acted on. So that's what a gyro mm-hmm. is. I was a pilot. I know this shit. Trust me. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so you gotta like you gotta get it going, and you gotta and once you get it going, it has momentum and it goes. But you gotta put the work in to 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 get it going, and then you can take your attention away from that thing to focus on other stuff. So I never was able to focus on other stuff, i.e., working on my business. And when I'm on the road for three to four months at a time, I'll be able to get three to four months of content scheduled into the future. That will give me three to four months to take my eye off of trying to line up guests and interview people so I can then work on my business, i.e. 
We are relaunching Restaurant Unstoppable Network. We have a brand new website as the time this episode goes live. I fucking hope because <laughs> <laughs> as of Tuesday, two days before this episode goes live, it's not live yet, but I'm pretty sure it will be live by Thursday. And um, we are migrating from Mighty Networks to uh, back to Facebook, and we're going to be using a, a platform called ClickFunnels. Um, and in full transparency, again, it's a way to basically influence and move people around to help them make decisions and to, to segment lists, to communicate better, to, to promote better. And at the end of the day, I am a promoter. Uh, I am here to promote the tools, services, and individuals I believe in. Uh, and the research, the interviews are the research. And that's how we decide who we promote. I'm showing my work. Any questions? Mm-hmm. Yes. But I already asked one, Jared. Do you, do you have any before I ask my next one? Um, no, I don't. I don't really have any questions. We're totally shooting from the hip right now. This is actually turning out pretty. Good. <laughs> it's like an hour long. Though. Is that already an hour? <laughs> I think so. Uh, okay, gonna, I'm going to take a soft track Sorry for one moment. Mm-hmm. Um. So, Eric, as I as you all know, I am a listener, and I'm really excited to hear that you are going to be traveling around the country. And my first thought is, ooh, if you're coming this way, maybe you will stay longer in my area, and maybe there would even be a chance that I could meet you in person. How will I know that you are in my city? Is there a chance that you could meet up with me? Again, pretending to be someone else, but also meet you because we've never met in person. <laughs> I know, right? Uh, I am headed to Arizona. That's going to be one of my first stops. So it's, it's close, Callan. It's only a matter of time. Um, so yeah, join. Go to Facebook and search for restaurant un- or sorry, unstoppable owners and operators. Is it? What is it again? Restaurant owners. <laughs> unstoppable restaurant owners and operators. I'm great at promoting other people, not myself. Uh, go to Facebook and uh, search unstoppable restaurant owners and operators. And, um, mm-hmm. and that is our Facebook community. Um, and we're going to be letting people know where I am in the world. We're going to be sharing uh, our content there. We're going to be announcing events there. Um, I think we should just point out that we're going to have three tiers of community uh with this new relaunch which i'm really excited about because one of the issues with with my networks is there wasn't a real great way to filter through content and to organize content it wasn't really geared to be a content hub so much as a community and course hub yeah safe to say we're relaunching restaurant unstoppable the website to have more easily navigatable content backlog stuff. And we're going to have tiers of paid membership and community. Yes. Um, and I want to give a and little, go ahead. just to quickly clarify that unstoppable Facebook group that he just mentioned is totally free. So please check us out. Don't feel like there's anything that will stop you. You don't have to pay us to do that. Um, we would, I know Eric would love to meet any yeah. of you when yeah. he's out in the world. Yeah, and I want to get into the vision of like what that's going to look like and the different tiers and how you guys can get involved, the, our listeners. Um, I, but I also want to give a little bit of a nod, and this isn't like this isn't scripted. This is straight from the heart. Um, I am so grateful for Restaurant Assistance Pro and Fred Langley. Um, and in full transparency, he is a big reason why I'm inspired to make this change. Um, he 
paid for me to go to a conference. He flew me out to the conference. Um, many of you listening to this who are marketing nerds might know the name Russell Brunson. He has the ClickFunnels um, event he hosts every year where people, entrepreneurs come from all over and they share inspiration and they share knowledge. I would love to do my own event like that someday. The Unstoppable Conference. I definitely don't want to be the one to plan it, but it would be <laughs> cool to, to do something like that. Um, and um, I got a lot of inspiration from that. And one of the biggest things I, I that like resonated with me was actually Andrea Peer was speaking on stage. And um, I don't know if it was actually her who said this, but like she inspired me in many different ways when she was speaking. But somebody said that when you go like a lot of communities fail because it's information overload. They join a community and there's a bunch of content and people are just like, uh, where do I start? And it's like drinking from like a fire hose. They just don't, it's overwhelming. It's, it's unorganized. And I was like, Oh shit, guilty. I was like 100% guilty. If you go to Facebook or restaurantstoppable.com or to Mighty networks, it was like this mountain of content. And then people were like, I don't know where to start. So that inspired me to, create means to filter through and organize the content in a way that you can listen to exactly what you're looking for. <clears throat> yeah. So that, that's basically what you're talking about. There's tier one tier of one. our three tier, uh, membership, uh, programs within the new website. So tier one is going to be, you can really easily filter through different types of interviews, like different, like whether it's number of locations, uh, um, where the guest is, whether by state or city, uh, you can look up like what kind of restaurant it is, whether it's a fine dining, casual QSR, whatever it is. And then we're also, we're also going to have curated playlists, which Eric and I have come up with like five so far. Yeah. And it's going to be like, like, uh, like whatever the, the, what's like one we've done, like bar owners. Like if you're a bar owner, We've we've had quite a few interviews with people who are basically bar owners. Right. So we have like a, a playlist of episodes specifically for if you're that kind of listener, you want to know more about what it's like to own a bar. Here's a list. Easily you can easily find it of, you know, bar owner right. geared episodes. Um, so that's tier one. It's going to be like uh Content that's just more e you can more easily find what you're looking for. Is they say one. time is money. We're going to give you your time back. Basically. That's right. Like, and you don't have to go searching for content. You can search. You mentioned by city, by restaurant type, by re restaurant tour type. I don't think you mentioned that. Did you? Yeah, like their role within the company, whether it's CEO, CEO president, CEO, president. Yeah, exactly. Founder, owner, chef. Um, we're going to talk. I think you, you didn't mention pop-ups and ghost kitchens, which I know a lot of people are, are interested in. We're going to have that organized by different types of, um, and we're also going to organize by workshop too. I th well, no, that's a list. Sorry. That's a playlist, which I think if you want to listen to all of our workshops, but you'll be able to go through the workshops based on whether it's culture, um, systems or technology marketing. And then we have another bucket that's called personal growth. So if, if 1061, different episodes seems like too overwhelming for you to find what you're specifically looking for. The whole idea here is that tier one is going to make it easier for you to find what you're looking for. If you're a listener and you're looking and you're looking for something specific, chances are you should be more easily able to find whatever you're looking for out of the mountain of 1000 plus interviews. That's yes. the whole point of kind of what we're talking about right now. Yeah. That's we're calling that tier one. 
And that is uh, in full transparency. That's going to be $10 a month. And I think that is um, a very low bar to get over to get a lot of intentionality behind your time. Um, and you're supporting this mission. We talked a lot about the hard work that goes into where we are today and every little bit helps so much sincerely. Mm-hmm. Um, so thank you in advance. If you do opt into that feature, uh, you will have access to the community that we already mentioned at tier one as well. Um, the, the free version and tier two is live events. Callan, take it away. Or do you want me to talk awesome. about that? Um, yeah, I'll, I'll go. So, okay. um, tier two includes that content library from tier one. Um, plus instead of just watching the events from the past and kind of hearing questions that other people ask or, or really just that Eric asked, you're going to have the opportunity to join live on zoom. Um, probably just zoom right now, but hopefully that'll change in the future. Um, but you'll get to join live and, uh, on these events, talk to our past guests, ask them your specific questions. So, um, whether that's something that maybe Eric didn't ask, like you wanted to go deeper on a topic, or if you have a question about something that you are specifically working on that you think that person can help with, you will get to join us on those exclusive, um, events. So again, they might be lots of Q and A's. We'll have some workshops. We'll have deep dive. Um, like I said, going in real time with these people all around the country, um, experts that know what they're doing. Um, yeah, so that's going to be the tier two. And then additionally, there'll be um, more of that community aspect where you'll really get to connect with each other, other members, um, both on the real events and then as well as our exclusive tier two Facebook group. Yeah, and I, and it's going to evolve as we go. This is Restaurant Unstoppable 2.0.A. Meaning, <laughs> meaning like it's like, this is like, if we're, if we're trying to become a sports car, we are a skateboard right now. And there's a lot of value in that skateboard. You can have a lot of fun on a skateboard, but it's only going to get better. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're going to evolve this thing. And so to kind of elaborate, sorry, Jared, trying to there's, I, I checked out the Facebook group recently and they're like, right as soon as you get in there, there's like a bunch of announcements for upcoming events that like with past mm-hmm. guests and it just seems like a really awesome place. I think, honestly, I think that <clears throat> Eric and I were not the best people to organize that whole side of creating a community. And I think that Callan has done like 99% of the legwork when it comes to creating. She's killing it. Yeah, absolutely. We are very grateful to have Callan join us. I think Restaurant Stop, I think she's like, uh, Callan, you're definitely like what we needed this whole time, someone like you. And like the rest, the, the Facebook group really like, like I said, like that's mostly Callan and it's project manager. Yeah. It's super filled (laughs) out. Like if I were a listener and I wanted more and I went to that Facebook group, I would be like, Oh, like someone is clearly taking the time to set this up for me to have events in the future that I can easily join and community and like a way to talk to other people who are also interested in these things. So the Facebook group looks awesome to me. I, the Restaurant Stoppable Facebook group and Mighty Networks never looked as good or as enticing, in my opinion, as the Facebook group does currently look right now. Right. Um, and I think the other part about that is Facebook's more intuitive. If you have, you know, when did Facebook come around? 2007 or something like that or before around that mm-hmm. time? Yeah. <clears throat> like it's you, it's you have habits associated with these things. Mm-hmm. Whereas mm-hmm. trying to convince restaurant owners to use Mighty Networks was like, no offense, pulling teeth. Mm. It was hard. It was really hard. It was 
whole new set yeah. of habits you got to develop. And restaurant owners aren't known for being early adopters. Let's just face it. So, <laughs> um, I will just say, I think one of the, the biggest challenges we have had and may continue to have and where we need all of your help, everyone that's listening, um, is really just getting, figuring out a time and I guess the commitment level from our members to be able to join live. Um, and so again, we're doing the next right thing. We're doing what we hopefully think will work and kind of help. We've chosen a time that we can be consistent and really every Monday you can expect we'll have some event um, for you, whether that's again, a Q and a with a past guest or a coffee chat to get together um, and just chat with other members uh, but you can expect Mondays, 3 p.m. Eastern, we will have something for you. Um, and really the way that we we make this valuable and everything that we hope it to be is for as many of you to join as possible. And at the same time, please let us know. Let me know. I'm almost always available. Let me know on yeah. Facebook. Reach out to me. Let me know if there's a time that works better for you or if there's a reason you don't feel like joining. It's not valuable. Um, we're here to serve you. (laughs) So whatever you want, I'm saying we're here to serve you. So whatever works Mm -hmm. best for you, whatever you think we could do to make the the network, the community better, uh, we're open to suggestions and we're constantly evolving. Um, I just want to put tier two through my lens. I think you did a really great job explaining it, Callan, but from my perspective, what tier two is in terms Mm -hmm. of how it sits on top of my life, I'm going to be out in the world doing a journalistic research type podcast, talking to people as new people and tools and services are coming into my network. I'm literally inviting them into the community and saying, will you do a Q and a, if they recommend a tool or service that hasn't been referred to us, I'm reaching out to that tool or service. And I'm saying, will you do a dramatic demonstration showing us how this tool works and how it makes us better as books are being referred to us? I'm going to get the author on the show and we're going to bring back workshops. I would love those workshops to be live again. I haven't figured out probably going to be something like this where I'm sitting across the table from somebody and we're going to broadcast something like this where we'll be able to do a Q and a with workshops. Uh, and then, yeah. Um, so that's kind of what you can expect from tier two. It's going to be a reflection of what's literally happening in real time. And we'll, that's how I see it. The only thing we haven't mentioned before we wrap it up is tier three. So I can tell Jared's like, dude, I, I'm, I'm used to having the computer in front of me where I see how, how long is it? To, what's the timestamp? We're a little over an hour. A little over an hour? Okay, but we had a false start, so we're probably like one hour. Okay, we're good. We're good. <laughs> um, so we're going to start wrapping it up. So um, tier three is the big ask. Um, so I have imposter syndrome, right? Um, I've never opened a restaurant. I have never re- led a successful restaurant team. Um, and I have also seen literally the, the, like I have the, the evidence, a bunch of different ways to be successful running a restaurant. There's no one way to run a restaurant and be successful. There's a myriad of ways and it depends on who you are, what your values are, what your strengths are. And I get really self-conscious about telling people this is the way to do it because it all depends. So how would I do it? is the question I'm going to be answering. If Eric Cacciatore is opening a restaurant and going from zero to five restaurants in five years or less, what is 
his strategy, his approach. Who is he going to? What tools is he going to use? And we're going to launch a coaching program where we are going to take you through. It's a six-month-long program. We're going to cover four buckets, the four Ps, people, process, promotion, and personal growth. And it's going to be more me telling you what to do versus being a reflection of what's just happening on the show. Is coach the right word or is that not the right word in your opinion? Guide. I like the idea of pathfinder. Yes. Um, so Mm. I'm a person who knows a lot of people and this it's literally who am I going to tomorrow if I'm opening a restaurant? So tier one is access to all the content in a much more organized, intentional way. Tier two is being able to connect with the myriad of possibilities and different tools and services that are being referred to us organically. And you chart your own path. Tier three is I'm a lot like Eric. I am. I'm an entrepreneur. I'm a visionary. I'm not like, and I, I get really excited. I'm really good at exciting other people. I'm passionate. I'm not good in the dirt. I'm not technical. I'm not good at organizing things. I need help with that. Um, there's, I mean, I'm tempted to get into the whole rocket fuel thing and visionary, but like, I'm not going to, we're, we're trying to stay on schedule here. I get distracted easily. So if you're like me, <laughs> if you're like me, if you're a dreamer, if you're an entrepreneur, but you're not good in the dirt, if you're not good at necessarily building the things, this is how I would do it. I would go to these people. Um, and that's basically if that resonates with you. Then if you have the same values as I do and all this stuff, then this is how I would do it. Any questions? Callan? Eric, did, did we give any detail on like, what does that mean? Like what maybe mean? the monthly schedule and what, what does, what does tier three actually look like? Right. So, um, so basically I feel like the things that I get excited about, the things a CEO would get excited about are like an entrepreneur would get excited about. If you haven't read this book, it's called the entrepreneurial leap. Um, and it's written by Gino Wickman. And if you read that book and you start shaking your head, yes, to everything he's saying, you might be an entrepreneur. I almost shook my head off. Yes. To everything he was saying. <laughs> and that, that, that book would be a great filter for you to decide if you're truly an entrepreneur. Um, so I, I get really excited about people and culture and like, that's the stuff I geek out over. And I feel really confident that I could lead a community of people through how to make a vision, how to develop your core values, how to inspire other people, the importance of things like routine and ritual and language and how you can bake that stuff into your business. Um, that's the stuff that I feel really confident in and the stuff that I want to teach. So we're, again, we're going to go through four buckets. You're going to start with me. We're going to help you develop your vision most importantly, we're going to help you figure out who you are because you should be building a business directly based on who you are, what your values are, and where you want to be in the world. And we're going to help you distill that. We're going to give you resources so you can get that clarity on who you are. Um, we have people we can connect you to to take tests, like personality tests, for you, so you can literally have other people help you understand who you are. We're going to reverse engineer it. We're going to spend, I can't remember how many weeks doing that. I want to say it's a month. I think it's a month with me. We're going to have multiple events every week to do that. And then once you have a clear vision, we're also going to have support. So once you guys, we're going to give you homework and you're going to come back and you're going to do the thing I tell you to do. We're going to go over it. We're going to help each other. Sorry. 
Jared's laughing at me right now. You're uh, like, you're going to do the thing I tell you to do. <laughs> that is homework. Yes. Um, <laughs> and then, uh, from there, uh, once I, once we have you establish your, your culture for your launching your business, we're going to pass you off to the person I would be going to tomorrow if I was opening a restaurant and I need help with systems process. The second P first one's people. That's me. Second one's process. That is going to be restaurant systems pro Fred Langley. And we're going to be handing you off to Fred where he's going to be coming. He's going to be covering everything soup to nuts that you need to know in terms of process. And if you, if you join this group, I highly recommend you, that you go all in and you invest in restaurant systems pro. You don't have to, but I would, I, you will never build systems better than what they've done on your own. I'm telling you that right now. And if you're like me, you're not good at building systems. That's not your strength. Have somebody else do it. Outsource that shit. Also, if you're not sure if Restaurant Systems Pro is for you, speaking of Tier 1, we're going to have a playlist of episodes with Restaurant Systems Pro users uh, who will talk about it. But also, they're just like regular restaurateur interviews that you'll get a lot of insight from. But at the same time, these are people who work with Fred and work and have RSP. And so the, we'll, we'll, we'll provide for you the evidence of why our research in terms of why we believe restaurant systems pro is the way to go. Right. So, uh, the first month will be April. That's going to be with me. Wait a second. No, I'm sorry. First month is going to be, is it March? Is it going to be March when I start doing this? Holy shit. That's two weeks away. I don't know. It's okay. I can do it. We're a skateboard. I got this. Um, it's a minimal. We're we're actually launching in March. Maybe if not March, it will absolutely. What if no one signs up? Then I'm going to be, somebody's going to sign up. (laughs) Don't not wrong attitude, Jared. Um, so then we're going to pass you off to, to Fred. I don't want to speak too much on that because that's going to be his territory. We're also going to cover marketing and personal growth. When we go back to personal growth, you're coming back to me. We're going to talk about human factors and working on you. Side note, I am not the perfect specimen. I recognize this mm-hmm. and <clears throat> we're constantly growing. I'm constantly growing. And if you want to be an unstoppable restaurateur, you, you have to lift people up, but you can't lift people above you. You have to grow. And that's just one of the behind every great restaurant's a great person. And we're going to be focusing on that element. Um, habits, routine, discipline, things like this. I haven't decided who my marketing partners are yet. It's a little teaser. We're building this as we go. But I have some really good ideas. I just don't feel comfortable announcing them yet. <clears throat> All right. What am I missed? <laughs> I think I got it. I think I covered a lot. Um, tier two, I don't think we mentioned tier two is going to be forty seven dollars a month. Um, we're going to have a call to action for you guys at the end of this. Um, and then tier three is going to be $3,000 for one year. So it's going to be six months of coaching and then you're going to get six months free access to tier two after that for $3,000 that I just mentioned, I bought an RV. <laughs> if you believe in what we're doing and you want to support this mission, um, this is the best way to do it. And I, I promise you we're going to reciprocate. Um, we're, we're, it's not going to be a donation. This is going to be a win-win. We're going to be here for you. You're going to have access to community. And I'm really looking forward to it. I think we're ready to wrap it up. <laughs> Why are you laughing at me? I don't know. You just, you just go, man. Are you, are you okay? Yeah. Excited. Are you out of breath? <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> okay. I think that could have been a little more concise, Probably. but we're still figuring. Are out. you sure 
that you've gotten everything said that you think should be said. Do you want me to do it again? No, I'm just <laughs> I'm just making sure. Count. Can you think of anything? So if we've piqued your interest, if you're interested in having more intentional resources to be more intentional with your time, if you want a community, if you want to be able to join live events to get access to the people that I'm getting to on the show, if you want to connect with me on a weekly basis where I am taking you, I'm the I'm bringing you to all the restaurant Gandalfs of the world to help you achieve your, your restaurant journey. The head to unstoppable restaurant owners and operators right now, join the free community. And from there we will have resources for you, resources for you to level up, whether it be tier one, two or three. And I just want to offer a sincere thank you. Uh, thank you to everybody who's helped me make this show possible. Specifically the people closest to me. Thank you, Jared. Thank you, Callan for your support. I would literally not be able to do this without you. It turns out a stool is more sturdy with three legs instead of one. And you guys are seriously a big part of the reason why this is a success. Um, thank you to our listeners. If you're, if you're, if you weren't downloading the show, we wouldn't be able to do what we're doing. If you weren't using our links and supporting, um, you know, our show with your actions, our sponsors wouldn't re up and continue to, to support the show. And I, I honestly, people, congratulate me all the time on my success when they do i'm like what are you talking about i feel like i'm so far from where i want to be and we are we're going places and i want to bring you with us so things are about to get really fire i I would like to just say real quick that uh restaurant unstoppable is first and foremost just a podcast it's just a free podcast and uh so if you don't you should definitely consider getting involved with the community with the network try checking out the playlist and tier one. But if you don't want to do those things, restaurant unstoppable is still an incredibly awesome podcast and you can keep listening and we're going to go back to two episodes per week. And I I guess I just want to communicate that that aspect of it is not changing. We're not like shifting to a, you know, you have to pay to get the, the lessons that you've always gotten from restaurant unstoppable. Like it's still a podcast but we are creating something bigger and better that we would very much like you to consider joining. Yeah. And don't be shy. Reach out. Um, you know, I'm going to be traveling. I'd love to connect with you while I'm on the road. Um, I would love to go for bike rides. I'm bringing my bike with me. Um, if you guys like to ride bikes, hit me up. (laughs) Um, I think again, unstoppable restaurant owners and operators. That's your call to action. Join the community. Um, stay up to date with where I am, who I'm talking to. And I wanted to say this, like we also are listening to what you're saying. I don't know your community. Like, you know, your community and I'm taking a journalistic approach and we're looking at all the data. So if you say, Hey, if you're going to this city, if, Oh, you should definitely talk to these people. Like we'll weigh that in for sure. If you want to be a guest in the show, I will consider that too. You can email me, Eric at restaurant I'm going to ask for one thing, six months of P and L's. And I want you to be willing to talk about numbers. And if you're not willing to do that, then don't waste my time, please. <laughs> Fair enough, right? Cool. Callan, anything? Um, I think the role that I see for myself within all of this is facilitating opportunities for you all listeners to connect with each other. Because like Eric said, none of us on this team have run a restaurant. We have an owned restaurant. Uh, yeah, I mean, I know that's true. So, however, we do, like Eric said, we have this network of people that are doing it. And so if you're on that track, like 
it is our job. It is my job specifically to connect you with each other. And I think that's where we have this immense value too, that we're going to continue to tap into. And that's my job within the community as a community manager. Um, and so I'm really excited to connect you all with each other as well as us. Jared, what's up? Any final words? Uh, I just want to say that, uh, yeah, we slowed down for a little bit there. We published less content, but didn't feel like we slowed down, man. I agree. (laughs) But we worked, all three of us worked really hard as well as Andrea from ClickFunnels. We all worked really hard to create this new thing. Uh, this new, um, triple tier restaurant, unstoppable.com. Uh, and Eric's been dreaming of having an RV for a long time. And he's, he literally is doing it now, like starting, in March, he's on the road permanently, sleeping in his office, which is mounted to the top of his truck, and he's cruising the country, and he's coming to your city, and he's going to interview your favorite restaurant, the owner of that restaurant, and uh, I feel like this is the dream, and it's actually finally happening like fully and completely, and... uh it's it's amazing, and I think that it has been your dream, Eric, because it is like the best thing for what we're trying to do. It's the yeah. best thing for the mission, and now it's happening. And so, like, Restaurant Unstoppable is only gonna get better. Yeah, I feel like again, I feel like we're just getting started. Um, I sincerely mean that, and yeah, I'm psyched for the future. So am I. Thank it's, you it's the future is bright. That's why I'm wearing sunglasses. <laughs> I thought it was because you wanted to look fly for your promotion of Sumadre Podcast. Sumadre Podcast. Dot <laughs> <laughs> com. Final word. It's <laughs> uh, all right. He's earned it. All right. I think that's it. Okay. I guess this is where I say there is no questioning. We are unstoppable. Yes. Woo. We'll cut it there. <laughs>